Good morning, welcome to The Scorecard, and welcome to December. Can you believe it? We made it. Liam Flanagan here and ready to deliver your daily hit of sporting news. We've got the mega deal for Benji Marshall, David Warner's replacement, the latest on that insane crash in the F1. But first... The playing future of NRL star Jack DeBellin remains in doubt tonight after the jury in his sexual assault trial failed to reach a verdict. Yeah, not going to be a lot of jokes in this one. Now, the legal situation is the most important thing. No disputing that. But this is a sports podcast, so let's look at the sporting side. St George Illawarra forward Jack DeBellin was the first ever player stood down under the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy when it was introduced back in February 2019. Since then, DeBellin has been unable to play for the Dragons, but has still been paid by the club and allowed to train. The 29-year-old and his co-accused Callan Sinclair look set to face a retrial, but that could be months away. A nine-month wait for a retrial would see DeBellin miss a third season of NRL, and what's more, his lucrative almost $600,000 a year contract finished at the end of the 2020 season. While the Dragons have reportedly agreed to an in-principle extension for DeBellin pending the outcome of this case, it's not official. Paul Crawley for the Daily Telegraph reports that DeBellin is seeking a meeting with ARL Commission Chairman Peter Volandis before Christmas to seek a change to the policy keeping him out of the game. But the NRL released a statement late yesterday confirming that DeBellin will continue to be stood down under the policy until his criminal proceedings have been determined by the court. The groin injury David Warner suffered on Sunday against India means he has been ruled out of Wednesday's final ODI against India. That's a damn shame. He's also out of the three-game T20 series. What? Come on! Are you serious? And he's racing the clock to be ready for the first test in Adelaide in 17 days. I wish I did. Warner will be given every chance to take his place opening the batting for Australia in the first test at Adelaide Oval. But in the short term, that's a very clever play on words when you hear this next bit, Darcy Shaw is his replacement for the T20 series and remaining one-day international game. Cricket Australia also announced that Pat Cummins will also play no further part in the short format games, but he isn't injured, he's just being rested. I can't run anymore. I'm so sleepy. Here, give us your hands and we'll pull you along. Yes, and while you and I are pumped about the summer of cricket being underway, turns out rights holder Channel 7 is... Not happy, Jan! According to Ben Horn of the Daily Telegraph, Seven has launched federal court proceedings against Cricket Australia, which could result in the termination of the network's $450 million broadcast deal. The legal mumbo-jumbo is a bit dry, but essentially the beef is about viewership. It's just the vibe of the thing. The summer was meant to start with the test matches, which would have been shown on Seven and Fox Sports, but instead the schedule was changed, meaning the one-day internationals and T20s came first, which Fox Sports have exclusive rights to, and the ratings have been huge. So essentially Channel 7 is sad that they have to wait until December 17th for the first test, while Fox Sports enjoys big audience numbers. So they're going to say Cricket Australia is playing favourites. Well, I am sorry, Rihanna, but that is a decision for the federal court to make now, not you. And at 35 years of age, old Twinkle Toes Benji Marshall is set to become the highest paid player in rugby league. Explain yourself, please. Well, not all of rugby league, just the English part of it. 
The Daily Telegraph understands that Hull FC, who as of last week are coached by Benji's former teammate Brett Hodgson, are prepared to pay Marshall in excess of $700,000 for one season, which would make him the highest paid player in England alongside former Dragon Gareth Widdop. To date, the best offer Benji's received from NRL clubs have been worth less than $200,000 a year. So if I was Benji... Wanted to say I am okay. Uh, well, sort of okay. Thank you very much for all the messages. French driver Romain Grosjean speaking on his Instagram page yesterday from his hospital bed after surviving that fiery crash at the Bahrain Grand Prix. Car's gone through the barrier, and that's then been sort of used as a wrench, as it were, to literally rip the car in half. Wow, there's Romain Grosjean. Unbelievable. As the medical delegate, obviously the, the medical car starts the race behind the pack and would have been straight on the scene. Roman Grosjean jumping as fast as he can. And while yesterday the big talking point was Aussie F1 driver Dan Ricciardo's reaction to the way the incident was broadcast. I want to express my disgust and disappointment with, with Formula One. Um, the way the, the incident of Grosjean was broadcast over and over, the replays over and over, uh, it was completely disrespectful and inconsiderate for his family, for all of our families watching. Today, the focus has shifted to understanding how on earth Grosjean survived the crash with only minor burns to his hands and feet. I mean, unbelievable. I think um, <clears throat> had the halo not been there, I'm sure it would have been an incredibly different outcome. Williams driver George Russell crediting Grosjean's ability to walk away from the incident to a protective device that was introduced to the sport in 2018 called the halo. Made from basically spaceship standard titanium, it's the strongest part of any F1 car, able to withstand up to 12 tonnes, which for context is about the same weight as if every player from the Wallabies, All Blacks and Los Pumas jumped on the scales together. And the halo weighs only seven kilos. Crazy to think that some drivers, including Grosjean, didn't like the idea of the halo when it was first introduced because they thought it would obstruct their vision. I wasn't for the halo some years ago, but I think it's the greatest thing that we've brought to Formula One and without it I wouldn't be able to speak to you today. Sport Fix 1st of December, done and dusted. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thescorecard underscore AU. I'm Liam Flanagan. See you tomorrow on The Scorecard.